Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumpty Dum, sponsored by managers. This is Dumpty Dum, a podcast about the archers and the goings-on of Ambridge. For the final time, it's P&Q here. Philippa Hall with a tin of shortbread and flapjacks to cheer us up a bit. And Quentin Rayner, perhaps a bit small compared to the great meaty backside. And proving that Grey Gables is being turned into some ghastly modernist haunt of internet influences. There's you lot, our lovely Dumpty Dummers, propping up the free bar. This week's Dumpty Dum tune is a special one from our Stephen to bid farewell to us. Thank you so much, Stephen. It's marvellous. And on this episode, we're lucky enough to hear contributions from... 
Simon in Shropshire, R. Rob, Suzanne in the United States, R. Stephen, Catherine, Claire from Clapham, Bernadette, Witherspoon, Brian, Sarah from Smethwick, Richard in Poland, Julia in Manchester, God Squad Mere, Glynn, Purple Pumpkin and Anon of Ambridge, plus Tweet of the Week, Facebook Roundup, welcoming new members of our Facebook group and the Dumdy Book Dem item, this time with author Michael Arditi. Marvellous. So here, here is my last ever musical offering. Aren't you grateful? Cue Prepare Yourself. It's my roundup of the week in Ambridge. Pat is sad, Grey Gables clothes will affect Bridge Farm too. At least the Big Dell is keen for their Borchester blue. Kath is worried for the team She wakes up with clenched fists Stay and work will pay you lots That Adil Sharper says Dumpty dum diddly dee Dumpty dum diddly dee Dumpty dum Dumpty dum Pat is busy ironing Natasha's Gucci clothes Kath is on her world trip plan, come with me, she proposed. Roy is shredding papers, Adil wants key to locked file. New job with five grand pay rise means Roy must reconcile. Oliver is sorry and will write a super reference. Traces having none of it to get stuffed is her preference. Nasty comments seen in the Grey Gables Facebook group. Pip is pleased the cows have rubber mats on which to poop. Dumpty dum diddly dee, dumpty dum diddly dee, dumpty dum. Dumpty dum. The Texel lambs have tiny heads but rather large backsides. Eddie thinks they won't win show, they'll be disqualified. Kathy's let her cottage out to Tom and Natasha. She'll change name from April Cottage to the Grand Piazza. Julian bring gifts of cheese straws, more snacks and mini quiches. Party time and Roy's in charge of making all the speeches. Suddenly the party done, they lock up the front door. Just like P&Q on here, Grey Gables is no more. Well, my word, Philippa, I, I missed out on hearing last week's, but <laughs> I have to say uh, Mary Poppins will never be quite the same for me whenever uh, <laughs> I hear that, that song. Uh, c- congratulations again on a fantastic... <laughs> Musical roundup. I don't know why I ever bothered with my clever scripts, no. which I'm just stuck stuck with this from the from the outset. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, no. I have to say, I've had a phone call asking me if I will release it onto Spotify as a single. God, you should. You never know. <laughs> no. You never know. No, no, no. I particularly like the uh, the the quiches speeches line. I thought that was very clever. Very clever. Very clever. So. Congratulations, and uh, these will be available by the sounds of it on Spotify very soon, folks. <laughs> I can guarantee they will not be. But Q, how has your week been? Well, it sort of took about a week to recover from the stress of trying to get this podcast out last week, Philippa. But, uh, <laughs> you know, beautiful, uh, empty, white-sanded, Caribbean-licked beaches have, have helped me <sighs> recover my, 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 my composure. 
um, because uh, as we were trying to say last week, uh, very lucky I'm on the unspoiled island of Eleuthera in the Bahamas. It's just uh, east of uh, Nassau and north of Cuba. Before arriving here, we did a 700 mile road trip around Florida, which included the Kennedy Space Center. And uh, we were very lucky to also see a rocket launch, actually, for real, a real rocket. Uh, we went to the Everglades as well, snipped into an alligator farm, saw loads of alligators, and uh, enjoyed a trip through the mangrove swamps on an airboat. And then we carried on down to Key West, and one of the highlights there was going around Ernest Hemingway's beautiful former home built in the 19th century with a gorgeous walk-around veranda. So, yeah, life's been sweet. It's been okay. And I'm delighted that we've actually managed to hook up to a certain extent this 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 week philippa um but um yeah i i uh, i shall be flopping on another beautiful beach when we finish today <laughs> um i understand it's really cold in the uk sorry to uh, rub your nose in it <laughs> thank you yes it is quite chilly today that's very kind of you to mention it oh and we do need to apologize for the sound quality today we've having to record this over zoom rather than the usual professional software we use just to try and get any wi-fi signal with q in the bahamas so sorry but we wanted to make it work we did try didn't we with the other normal platforms Mm. but uh, we got about five seconds and then it just disappeared so we are compressed and horrible on this platform but at least you hopefully can hear us yeah but uh, yeah, my week has been improved by the fact that I have found a missing sock of my favourite pair of socks. So I'm very pleased about that. <gasps> Are you one of these people, like me, do you keep those single socks in the vague hope that you'll one yes. day reunite them? I'm the same. It really upsets me. I've got a perfectly decent single sock and I cannot find the other one. <laughs> um, it was worse when our son was living with us because his socks and my socks were all muddled up. So... It was a nightmare. But I even occasionally still end up with a single sock, which really upsets me. So I'm delighted for you, Philippa, that you've reunited said socks. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Have they got holes in? (laughs) No, of course they haven't. But they've got books on them, as you would expect. They are my book socks. Well, I assume you use them as bookmarks, don't you? That's probably where you found it. Oh, my goodness. No, thank you. No, you don't use a sock as a bookmark. What on earth? (laughs) I'm not even wearing socks at the moment, Philippa. Oh, my goodness. I don't want to hear that. Thank you. Did did I mention how warm it is here? It is actually so warm. I stupidly got rather burnt yesterday, even though I did put loads of Factor 30 on. It just shows. So I'm in some discomfort, which I'm sure will make your heart bleed, Philippa. Oh, yeah. I'm just, you know, so sorry for you, Quentin. It just must be such a hardship. I've seen the photos that you've been sending me of this amazing holiday. And, uh, yeah, I am jealous. Just, yeah. But I tell you... But I tell you, if, if you can get out here, in fact, don't tell anybody because we don't want it to be spoiled. But if you can get out to this beautiful island, I mean, these beaches are phenomenal. They're just empty. Incredible. Yes, you've just got no Wi-Fi and no power. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> the Wi-Fi here is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've had two power cuts so far. Yes. Mm, yes. yes. <laughs> Right, shall we press on before we lose it again? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So last week we made the big announcement that this is our final episode and we explained why. So do have a listen to the last few minutes of that. Now, understandably, many of you have been asking what happens from next week. Well, we're delighted to say we've managed to recruit a rookie podcaster by the name of Royfield, who is determined to keep this podcast going. So he's decided to host it again. And for the first two weeks, he'll be with the wonderful Susie Riddell, who, of course, plays Tracy Horobin so well. And then after that, it'll be Team JR, as Royfield links up with Jacqueline Berto, a longtime listener and contributor to the podcast. So welcome to her. 
yes, welcome to to all of them. Welcome back to Royfield. We can't wait to hear what they do with the podcast. We know it's in safe hands. Uh, but if you'll indulge us for a little bit, we'd like to reflect on what we've achieved with this pod. Dum de Dum is now consistently in the top four in its category in the Apple podcast chart, and usually number two. Since we took over, we've increased the listenership from that time. Oh, hold on. Is that, is that a technical term, Philippa? Yes, Hugh, it is. It right, is. Okay. Uh, we've increased it by up to 50%, and we've increased Twitter followers by 10%, boosted the Facebook membership by 18%, and, of course, established the Instagram account with the help of RKT. In fact... Let's be honest, so much of it is down to our team. The social media crew have worked so hard. Those of you who sent a dum-de-dum tune in, those of you who've called in. And let's let's be honest, it's not about the numbers. It's not about the stats. It's about the community. And it's just, you're just all lovely. And we're just so very grateful for how wonderful you all are. Indeed. And the other thing we're delighted about is to see so many new listeners calling in from all over the world for the first time and then subsequently after taking that initial scary plunge. Now, equally satisfying is welcoming former caller-inners back into the fold who've been silent for far too long. Well, that's enough about us. Let's get on to the important bit, which is you, our wonderful caller-inners. Now, at this point, Philip, I'm going to disappear, aren't I? Because... Uh, we don't trust the connections well, enough to continue together. So what I've done is as and when the calls have come in, I have pre-recorded my responses, as many as I could in advance. So um, we won't be together in that sense mm. for those calls, but we will reunite, won't we, to say goodbye. Absolutely, Q. We managed to start this episode together. We are definitely going to finish it together. Hello, Ambridge3962. And first of all, we have Simon in Shropshire, a first-time caller in with quite a debut. Hi, Philip and Quentin. It's Simon from Newport in Shropshire. I just found Dumpty Dum last year in the second lockdown. I've been an artist listener since 2005, and I used to listen to it even earlier than that when my parents used to listen to it in the 80s. So I'm a, I'm a stalwart listener. I just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed listening to Dumpty Dum. It's been a fantastic listen. and I've loved every moment of it. I've laughed and I've even cried a couple of times as well. And you've made it a, a thoroughly entertaining podcast. In fact, apart from the arches, I don't listen to anything else. So it's a, a testimony to how, how good it is and you'll be sadly missed. Take care. Well, Simon, we really couldn't have asked for a more generous testimony and uh, to think that our humble podcast has meant so much to you is really, really touching. So thank you very much indeed for your kind words. The, the other thing that struck me is that I believe this is the first time that you've called in. And I think it's a real shame you haven't called in before because you clearly have a lot to say about the Archers. As you say, you've been listening for an awfully long time. So it would Fill me with great pleasure to think that, Simon, in future you might call in more often uh, because I think it would really be worth hearing your thoughts about what's been going on in the week in Ambridge. But wow, again, Simon, thank you very much. Yes, thanks so much, Simon, for your call. That was wonderful. And you're in Shropshire. My goodness. What, what a small world. 
Um, I'm really grateful for all that you said, just as Quentin uh, has expressed his thoughts on this. I feel exactly the same. And Simon, I, I join you. I've cried <laughs> at times with this Dumpty Dum and I've laughed so much too. I wish I could put together some outtakes because uh, even this week when we were trying to record across across the world, uh, <laughs> there was still quite a few laughs um and uh, and mistake so it's it's all good fun but uh, yeah you must call just as quentin said you must call again and uh, i'll see you at sainsbury's in shropshire very soon no doubt thanks simon and i should just say this might seem a bit weird with quentin talking and me talking but i think I believe that Quentin sort of locked himself in the bathroom to be able to make these calls while on his holiday, poor chap. But it's the only way we could get it that he still uh, can contribute to all your wonderful calls. We've got so many of them. It's just fantastic. So, yes, bear with, as I tend to say every week. Uh, But, Simon, that was a great way to start the episode this week. Thank you very much. And now we go on to our Rob with some serene observations on Dumpty Dum. Hello, Philippa, Quentin and Dumpty Dummers around the world. I think that by now, most people are used to me calling in, drivelling on about what I thought was one of the more comment-worthy items of the week. I may have been mistaken, I may have picked up on something which I thought was important, but events went on to prove me wrong. A few times I'd spent my two minutes wittering on about something which just evaporated and was never heard of again. This week, though, I think I'll just be one of many people saying pretty much the same thing. How much we're going to miss Philippa and Quentin. I'm sure, like everyone else, I was surprised when I heard that they were both leaving Dumpty Dum. I say surprised, but I'm not that surprised. I'd had the pleasure and privilege of doing a very small amount of work with P&Q and know that they are the archetypal swans of podcasting. Everything glides smoothly and gracefully across the lake, but under the surface, they're paddling furiously. Even last week's episode was a delight, despite Philippa being tied up by events, which meant that she had less than 24 hours to get a programme together. Still, they both have families whom they need to spend time with, and we need to let them go. They will be missed, at least until they take up the mantle of caller inners. I'm sure that I'm not the only one sorry to see them go, but looking forward to them joining the community in the same way that the rest of us like to chip in. Goodbye, good luck, and I can't wait until you call in and make a fool of yourself with some ludicrous plot prediction like the rest of us do. Take care. Oh, Rob, I just can't begin to thank you for all your support, for your um, good humour and, uh, and and friendship, and long, long may it continue. Yes, the uh, the amount of time involved is certainly quite extensive. I, I do remember it always started with, oh, it'll just be an hour, and you know it doesn't take up much time, and it's morphed to this incredible beast where I now need to wear name tags when I sit with my family and have given up on any sleep. Um, it's going to take some adjusting uh, to to not having it, but we had more issues medical issues this week so it it confirmed to me that it is definitely the right decision to make no matter how hard but rob thank you for your support for your friendship for your humor it's uh it's meant a lot on the journey of dum de dum uh and i can't thank you enough for your call it did stop me in my tracks when i first heard it so thank you very much but now q over to you oh bless you rob uh... You're not making this any easier for us, are you? That's uh, very kind of you to say all that. And I'm very touched. And um, 
you betray the fact that you know us too well, Rob. Yes, uh, the swans of podcasting. Yes, I can assure you that uh, there has been loads of paddling going on under the surface. I think that's why we're exhausted, actually. Um, you say you're surprised, but not that surprised. And I'll let you into a little secret. It was me who, first of all, broached to Philippa that I wanted to call it a day. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a tough call. But very early on in that call, I realized that uh, Philippa was thinking the same. So this has been very much a mutual decision and uh, one that uh, we have taken in good spirit and in good heart. It was just the right time to do it. Um, it's uh, In terms of you, Rob, it's been great to see you becoming a regular caller after we convinced you that uh, you were far more accomplished than you gave yourself credit for. So it's been great to hear you uh, coming on to Dumpty Dum virtually every week, haven't you? Um, and um, I, I intend to very much remain part of the Dumpty Dum community. And I think when everything is settled down, you can expect the odd call in from me as well. And no doubt I'll make a complete fool of myself along with everybody else at times. But um, yeah, Rob, thank you for the your lovely words and uh, you too take care yes thanks so much rob for that wonderful call and now we go to another wonderful call it's suzanne in the united states another first time caller in who wants to catch us before we go hi dumpty and listeners this is suzanne from the united states big fan of pnq sorry to see that you are going but I wish you both well, especially Philippa with everything that you are dealing with with your family and Quentin. I wish you the best in your retirement. So I want to thank you for everything you've brought this community and just how much fun this community is, how much I've enjoyed listening to the show for a couple of years, been an Archer's listener since mid thousands, um, like 2005, six, somewhere in there. So love the show. Interested to see where things go now. Kind of surprised Kathy is leaving, but probably better for Pat and Tony in the end to get Natasha and Tom out of the house. So interesting to see what happens, but just wanted to call in and thank you for all you're doing and wish you both well and look forward to see where it goes from here. Thanks so much and have a great day. Suzanne, you star. What a wonderful call. Thank you. Oh, and thank you for your good wishes to my family as well. Much appreciated. But as you say, the show goes on and uh, just as much as it is for the Archers and for Dum De Dum. I mean, it was a it was an odd week, wasn't it? It was all about the hotel closing and we're all left completely confused why it's been closed. It can't just be all because Kathy came back for two weeks and has then gone off again. I don't know. It's so strange. And the other thing that's strange is the village shop. Is there anything that the village shop doesn't sell? Because whatever they're going in, I mean, this week, marigold gloves, fair enough. Um, dog magazines and, and something. That everybody is always, oh, I'm just going to the shop for a lesser spotted handkerchief, you know, whatever there is, they find them there. And uh, yeah, that that's something else that I found quite perplexing this week. Have they ever said, do you have a? And uh, Susan says, no, we don't. We've never had any call for that and we don't stock it. It's almost like it, the shops are TARDIS and uh, can, can get anything in there. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's a shame, I feel, <laughs> um, because I'm bitter and twisted that Natasha and Tom have moved out because I did just want to hear more of it all kicking off. Why? Why was Pat doing the ironing? I do, we don't do ironing in our house unless they are 
shirts for work or for school, then nothing in this house gets ironed. And I would have to have a lot of free time to consider ironing being uh, being something to do. I don't know. It's just so. And can you imagine staying with your parents-in-law and them ironing? And oh my goodness, what this ironing your underwear? Oh, it just just be mortifying. So no wonder <laughs> Natasha must have said to Tom, "We're out of here. Any property that comes up, I don't mind if it's a shed." Um, a tent. We're out of here. I'm not having your mother doing my ironing. I didn't want her to do it. And now she's done it. Well, that's, that's what I think. But anyway, Suzanne, that was a great call. And please do call in again. The, the Dumpty Dum show keeps going. So I know the team would love to hear your thoughts on the weeks ahead. Thank you. And now we go to ask Stephen, who's calling to say hello, you too, for the last time. Oh, that almost made me cry. There we go. No, come on, Philippa. Ask Stephen. Here we go. Hello, you two. I've just listened to Thursday's episode of The Archers, with the programme saying its farewell to Cathy, and that made me realise that I need to say my farewell to you. I remember Hedley Nicholas, who plays Cathy, coming onto a Dumpty Dum Zoom session and talking about how she seemed to be dropped from the programme without a word, so I was really pleased that she was brought back in order to be, to be given a proper send-off. I wonder how many listeners who came in during the Rob and Helen storyline, or even later, found themselves wondering about all the fuss being given to a long-term silent character, but it was the right thing to do. But hers is not the only farewell of the week. There's the two of you, presumably soon to fly to Anchorage to join Cathy on her 5,000-mile road trip. I wanted to say how much I've enjoyed your time at the helm of Dumpty Dum. The podcasts have been packed with calls, and your excellent reactions to them have been well-researched and so supportive of the Dumpty Dum community. And importantly, the podcasts have landed in our feeds on Sundays, so that we daily listeners can enjoy reviewing the past week through Dumpty Dum before getting too immersed in the following one. You two will be a tough act to follow. I wish your success as well in picking up the mantle, but more importantly right now, I want to thank both of you for all you have brought to the People's Podcast and to wish you well in your lives beyond Thunderdome. Sorry, I mean Dumpty Dum. Goodbye. Oh, Stephen, thank you so much for, for that, honestly. Yes, Kathy did do a lot at Grey Gables, didn't she? Maybe that's why she was silent, because she was just so busy doing everything. I mean, it seems now, I wasn't aware that she ran the whole hotel, she did the accounts, they did the personnel. It's quite strange. And then this new role called liaison officer. I mean, that sounds weird. That sounds like nothing to do with a hotel, but maybe a prison. <gasps> oh, are they going to... Are they going to turn it into a prison? Because we don't have enough prison. That that would be... I don't know where my mind's going with that, but I'm not sure about that one. Um, but Stephen, thank you, thank you for your for your call, for your support, for your friendship, for the amazing Dumpty Dum tunes that you keep producing. And there's lots more that I haven't been able yet to include. And uh, I know I've already sent them to Royfield, uh, along with the other uh, tunes that we've had given to us to use. So thank you so much for that. And yeah, I really appreciate your point about getting the the podcast out on Sunday. Days it has meant um, uh, quite a sacrifice to do that, but I've just felt it's really important to get that episode out before the week 
in Ambridge starts again before the Archers Sunday evening episode starts. So, yes, it's happened. I bear the scars, but I'm so glad that we managed to do that. So, Stephen, thank you. Q, over to you. Hello, Stephen. I love the idea that you think Philippa and I are going to join Cathy on her 5,000-mile road trip. Um, The irony is that uh, a few days ago, I've done part of that road trip anyway because uh, we drove from Orlando down to the Florida Keys and I'd have to tell Kathy that um, most of that journey is pretty dull. There's not much to look at. There's no landscape. There are no features. And it's only until you get to the Florida Keys and you start driving over the bridges to the Keys that it starts to get interesting. Anyway, I'm sure the rest of her journey will be far more eye-catching. Uh, but um, thank you so much for the lovely, kind, generous words, Stephen, and indeed for your generosity on this podcast i mean your contributions have been fantastic your brilliant dumpty dums i mean you composed our farewell one which is absolutely magnificent and i do hope it gets a second outing uh, you produced an extraordinary patreon video I, th- I said at the time we need a video explaining how you made that video uh, your perceptive calls as well often laced with extraordinary in-depth research and analysis your light touch but comprehensive social media roundups, including this week's. I do so hope that uh, Dumpty Dum will continue to hear plenty more from you in the future because it would be much poorer without your contribution. So, Stephen, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much indeed. Yes, thanks so much, Stephen. That was utterly splendid. And now we go to Catherine, who's calling to tell us why she's warmed to the podcast. Hi everyone, it's Catherine here. Well, it's definitely the end of an era in more ways than one. The door shutting for the last time on Grey Gables. A bit confused. So Adil's not the buyer, he's buying it on behalf of the somebody else and we're not sure who. The fact that Oliver has been hemorrhaging money while agreeing to give uh, uh, Tracy extra shifts, it's all very strange. But most importantly, end of an era on Dumpty Dum. As uh, we shut the doors, maybe not in their faces, of uh, Philippa and Quentin, who've done such a brilliant job in making the podcast more uh, listenable, funny, warm. And I really used to hate hearing about what they'd done during the week at the beginning. I thought, I don't care. Actually, I've strangely got into it. Um, even I'm actually excluding Quentin's riffs on his favourite pants, which was uh, beyond the pale for anybody. So thank you very much. I know it takes loads of hard work, writing scripts, uh, coping with IT failures, uh, putting in the tedious links to um, the Patreon thing and the, all the sort of uh, that stuff you have to do. But it is just fabulous. Um, so well done, everybody, for doing it for a year. Well, not everybody, you two for doing it for a year and making it feel such a warm and welcome podcast. Have a lovely week. Bye. Delivered with such style as usual, Catherine. Um, since it's our final show, I, I want to employ a football analogy, which will obviously go straight over Philippa's head. But I've always regarded you, Catherine, as our Eric Cantona, because um, back in the day, Sir Alex Ferguson bought Eric Cantona from Leeds for about a million pounds. And he transformed the fortunes of Manchester United and he became their talisman. And I feel that you have become our talisman uh, because after I persuaded you to uh, call in, having seen how funny you are elsewhere, um, I think it really ignited our podcast. People have loved your fantastic calls, always packed with so much and with lots of wit. So yes, Catherine, you are 
by Eric Cantona. And thank you, for, as ever, for all your brilliant calls. Um, and I'm delighted that I've managed to make my mundane life interesting for you, even including my pants. Um, I'm sorry if we reached such a low point. Um, you uh, have a query about uh, Ardell. No, he's, he's not the buyer, is he? He's uh, buying it on behalf of somebody else. My hunch, my prediction, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, is that he's bought it on behalf of the Gills. I can't believe they're going to be silent forever. Catherine, you are a star, and uh, I will enjoy keeping in touch with you, certainly. And uh, it means such a lot to hear you say those kind words. Blimey, Q, sounding a bit emotional. <laughs> oh, and uh, yeah, I've let you keep that football analogy in. I don't know why. I don't know what it means. <laughs> it did go straight over my head. But Catherine, I would say that you are the chunky Kit Kat for me, that you always deliver quality and uh, always make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my analogy anyway. But uh, yeah, what is Grey Gables going to be? As I just said, I, is it going to be a prison? I did wonder about brothel because they were wanting Cathy to be very assertive and sort of finding that a bit weirdly interesting. So I didn't, it's, it's just very sinister. Um, I think we're all going to need therapy, including myself, after Quentin's underpant comment. Let's let's just try and forget that that ever happened. Um and thank you for your humour and for your help. My goodness, things Catherine has taught me. Um, many, many, uh, just a couple to name them. First of all, dealing with teenagers. She's helped me there. And also these colour catcher things. I had no idea. It's changed my life. You put these colour catcher things in the washing machine and no more family arguments about who put this colour in with that. Honestly revelation so Catherine thank you you have given us messages of such fun made me snort with laughter and I've just loved your calls so thank you ever so much and now we go to Claire from Clapham who wants to talk about two big goodbyes hi Dumpty Dum it's Claire from Clapham here well it's a week of goodbyes isn't it first I want to say thank you to Philippa and Quentin for all of your amazing stewardship of Dumpty Dum it's been great you've been fantastic um, but yeah, I can appreciate that it's a lot of work, and um, you know I think it's really been fun. Yeah, it's been great while you've been doing the show, and um, I know you won't be strangers, and you'll still be around. So um, thank you all very so much. And I guess the other goodbye, obviously, is to Grey Gables and to Kathy. And I don't know if this is something that other soaps do because I don't really follow any, but um, I can't help but notice recently that there's been some kind of determined efforts by the archers to actively mark the ending of something. And they've clearly done that by bringing Kathy back to have a proper goodbye. And they did it recently with Mike, didn't they? So um, I'm wondering who will be next to have a sort of proper send-off. But it does feel a bit terminal for Grey Gables as well, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because the plan is to reopen it as a hotel again, I, I, get, I assume, um, or something, and it will still be there and it will be a local employer. So um, I'm interested to know what happens next to Grey Gables. My understanding is it's planned to be a hotel, but, you know, it feels very terminal. Maybe something will happen and it will get knocked down and something else will happen instead. I don't know. Plot prediction. It gets hit by lightning and burns to the ground and, I don't know, they, uh, Justin builds a housing estate instead. Um, <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. 
Anyway, it was nice to hear everyone saying goodbye properly, even if it sounds a bit mawkish. So, and I'll be mawkish now and say thank you, P and Q. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, Claire, thank you so much for your call. Yes, a week of goodbyes. I don't know if soaps do this. It just doesn't seem right to bring a character back and then two seconds later you're off. It's just quite bewildering, really. And even getting rid of all the gym equipment and paperwork and shredding everything and... I don't... Why? Why would you do that? You're going to need records. Have they discovered some awful thing that happened at Grey Gables and they're trying to delete it from everyone's memory banks? Just weird. And Adil sounds like a CBeebies presenter that's actually a mass murderer. It's just wrong. Or someone on, I don't know, Blue Peter, who's going to show you how to turn a fairy liquid bottle into a weapon of mass destruction it's it's all very strange uh, and it feels very strange to be doing this final episode but claire thank you so much for your lovely message that's just meant a lot oh now uh, we need to say a huge thank you to skycer uk for their extensive review on apple Podcasts. wow i think it's the longest review we've ever had thank you entitled what next we really appreciate the five stars and, and your support. And if you're thinking you'd like to call in one of these days, the best way is to go to speakpipe.com slash dumptydum and send in your message that way. Honestly, it's ever so easy. But we've got so many calls, we need to get straight back to them. And the next one is from Bernadette, who is concerned for the silent characters in Ambridge. Bernadette Hawks here, Archer's fan, 2015. Um, basically, this is just a little rant. Um rather than any um, seriously thought-out commentary. I mean, I'm exasperated. The last couple of weeks of the Archers have just seemed to be nonsense. Well, it's longer than a couple of weeks, actually. I mean, the Easter Bunny really got up my nose. Um, and now the Grey Gables story is is driving me crazy, too. Um, I joined Philippa. She likes being driven crazy. Um, and. Um, you know, Kathy's brought back only to get rid of her. They've done the same with Amy. I'm wondering who's next. You know, I've been racking my brains to try and think of people who used to speak and now don't speak and are only spoken about. Auntie Chris comes to mind. Um, but hey, you know, um, there must be a better plan, you know, if you're trying to cull characters, you know, bringing them back just to say goodbye, mm, you know, not quite on really. But anyway, um, this is largely just a rant. I don't think I've only got, I've got any constructive ideas to to share this week, um, except I think they could have done better with the Grey Gables story. And, um, you know, um, are we meant to be kept on tenterhooks for 12 months? Hmm. I don't know if people are going to stick around, you know. I have to say my patience is wearing thin. Um, but I am worried about what's going to happen with Tracy. Roy, I couldn't really give care, care less about. Kirsty's got her rewilding, so she's all right. Um, Ian's going to get his, his van going. Um, so good on him. Bye. 
Oh, thank you, Bernadette. Yes, it does drive me crazy. And uh, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. Will I be less incensed when I'm not making notes and analysing it in every detail? Do you know, I think I will be just as incensed as I as I am at the moment. 12 months is a long time. Who's going to wait to get a job in 12 months? Hopefully they all find amazing, wonderful jobs. And particularly Tracy, as you say. Oh, I hope Tracy makes it up with Oliver. I mean, she shouldn't rely on him for money, but it would be nice if he could just help her out a little bit. And that shouldn't I want them to be friends first and then him give us some money. So it's it the money doesn't get in the way. But she's so worried about money and supporting her family and that they did have a really special, lovely friendship. So it'd be nice if that carried on. Um, it's just weird. I don't understand it. And next week is written by Nick Warburton and I've had issues with him before as a script writer. So I'm waggling my pen now saying, Nick, I hope you've written a good week. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to record something for Dumpty Dum to have a moan. Uh, but no, Bernadette, great. And thank you. You sent me such a lovely goodbye message. I really appreciate your support. A little rant, Bernadette. My word, I mean, Dumpty Dum wouldn't be the same if he didn't have the odd rant from you, Bernadette. So always welcome. Can't beat an exasperated Bernadette. Not surprised the Easter Bunny got under your nose as well. Now, your your main point is this idea that uh, they bring back long, silent characters, re-establish them and then say goodbye to them. And I, I, I take your point because you think, oh, great, Mike's back. And then you have a, we have a few weeks of Mike getting too fat on pies and so forth around Ambridge. And suddenly he's um, saying goodbye to the Hassett Hills and all that. And you think, oh, well, that's it. And it felt the same with Kathy as well. And I think they do it, Bernadette, because of listener pressure, particularly from the likes of you, Bernadette. I think they, they see that people are saying, what's going on with Kathy? Come on, we must hear from Kathy. Let's come up with a device and then send her off to Alaska for the next five months. And uh, Amy's another one. I'd forgotten about her. I quickly forget about characters. And I think there's definitely more mileage with Amy. And I know that uh, you, Bernadette, uh, are very interested in her character. And I don't think they should just put her out to grass as well. We need more of Amy. And I think there's more to be done with her, that dynamic between her and Chris and Alice. I do care about Roy. He's in my dull but decent brigade. So I do hope that he lands on his feet and equally Tracy as well. Bernadette, it's always a pleasure hearing from you. Keep ranting away because Dumpty Dum loves them. And Bernadette will rejoin us later as she is the guest star on Tweet of the Week this week. So Bernadette... Thank you. And now we go to Witherspoon, who wants to talk about mothers and fathers. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Philippa Quentin and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, talking to you from sunny Florida, where I'm visiting my mom on America's Mother's Day weekend. So, while I say hello to my mom, we said goodbye to Grey Gables and Kathy this week. As I noted a couple of weeks ago, the closing of Grey Gables has hit close to home, as my husband, as the owner of a hospitality business, is going through the same heart-wrenching process. I really feel for Oliver, as well as for the staff. 
Many of the employees are upset with Oliver for not communicating with them about the sale. But as I've observed, the owners of a business usually have their hands tied during the sale process and can't let anyone know. I'm also trying to understand Tracy's anger at Oliver. Great Gables has been a lifeline for Tracy, improving her confidence and maturity, as well as helping her connect to many people in the village. So her anger about this loss is understandable. But it was Oliver who hired her, served as her mentor, and recently turned a blind eye when he could have fired her. I guess it all has to do with father figures, and Tracy once again being let down by one. Hopefully they will repair their relationship. Finally, on to Kathy. It's nice that the scriptwriters have given her a send-off that includes optimism about her future because, frankly, the last few years of Kathy's life in Ambridge before her disappearance were pretty grim. Good luck to her on her road trip. Remember, we drive on the right side of the highway here. Speaking of departures, we sadly say goodbye to our friends Philippa and Quentin. You're such lovely people and have been great hosts and stewards of Dumpty Dum striking just the right balance of, well, everything. Your enthusiasm was contagious. We wish you the best and don't become strangers to the podcast. Talk to you soon. Hello, Witherspoon. As you know, I was recently in the Sunshine State, so do enjoy your mother's weekend in Florida and send her all our best wishes. Sorry to hear uh, how the Grey Gables storyline is uh, uh, resonates with you and your husband. Um, it does sound a very miserable procedure. And um, you also mentioned the fact that um, Tracy seems to have father figure issues with Oliver, doesn't she? And um, I think you're right. She suddenly feels desperately betrayed by someone she thought she could trust. And I really hope that she can rebuild her relationship with Oliver because I've really enjoyed <clears throat> that dynamic and their relationship. And Oliver seems very upset by it as well and seems determined to try and rebuild it. Let's hope so. Thank you for your very kind words. Uh, as I said in a, in a private message to you, um, Witherspoon, uh, your longevity on this podcast as one of the uh, long-time caller-innerers means that uh, your words are, are very meaningful to me. And uh, I thank you very much for those. And I'm sure we should be hearing much more from you in the future. Well said, Q. Yes, Witherspoon, thank you so much for your call. I'm really sorry for everything that uh, you and your husband are going through. Um, and there's, we've just seen loss this week, you know, loss of jobs, lots of friendships, loss of prize entries into the, the show, <laughs> the Lamb Show. And Oliver, what will he do? Because he mourned Caroline's death so much and he really use managing or allegedly managing owning the hotel shall we say to to fill that gap and I don't know what he's going to do with himself and what his sort of not his passion his label's going to be going forward I hope he's going to be okay because clearly he's feeling very sad and as you say things have to be kept secret deliberately so but it, it just doesn't seem to have been handled properly but perhaps he was just desperate to uh, sell the hotel to put it on a firmer footing longer term and I, it sounds as if they've given him ideas Adil and his backers have given Oliver an idea of what the future is for the hotel so why isn't Oliver actually vocalizing that and, and 
tell and tell us what's happening. Um, and we just haven't learned that at all, have we? There's one thing we did learn this week is that Natasha is 24 weeks pregnant. Um, so, yes, that's that's moving on. I mean, it doesn't seem I do sound like an old fogey when I say this. It doesn't seem like a few days since she announced she was pregnant. But anyway, hopefully she's she's doing OK. And uh, yeah, with a spoon, thank you for always being there for us. Um, and you've been a, a good friend and for your kindness. And we wish you and your family um, all the very best. Thank you with a spoon. And now we're off to Brian, who is calling to say he's heard something about Kathy. Hello, fellow Quentin. It's Brian. Really just ringing up to let you know how sorry I am see you're leaving and wish you all the best for the future. I'm sure you do. It'll be the right thing for you. I expect you're getting lots of calls like this this week. But you certainly picked a good week to finish on with the closure of Grey Gables and Cathy leaving that week. So it did thought of you when they shut the doors on Grey Gables. I thought, oh, just like Philippa and Quentin, who's locking up at Dum Dum Towers? Anyway, I better mention something happened this week. Somebody on Twitter replied to me saying the whole reason Cathy came back is so she could free up the cottage for Natasha and Sausage Boy. They were right, but I can't find who it was. I do appreciate it. It's a very good call, that was. So end of an era. All the best for you and enjoy it. I hope you can still, perhaps might occasionally still ring in and leave us your thoughts as a contributor rather than a host. Okay, all the best then. Nice to have been with you for the last, however long it was. Bye. Bye. Yes, Brian, we've been in deep discussions with the script editors on The Archers to try and dovetail a storyline to coincide with our departure from Dumpty Dum. It's been months in the making. I can't tell you the, the the detail that we've all gone into to make sure that this all worked. Oh, there's a pig flying in the sky. Thank you for your kind words, Brian. Thank you for all your wonderful calls. Uh, you know, I know the archers puts you through the mill, mate, but uh, you always come up smiling and you always make us chuckle. Uh, the April Cottage thing, bringing Kathy back just to make it available to Natasha. And Tom, we shall see. I mean, she's already measuring up the curtains, isn't she? And as Philippa suggested in her musical roundup, she'll probably change the name from April Cottage to Grand Piazza. Um, Brian, I, I, I will probably call in at some stage. I will let the dust settle and allow the new host to settle in. But uh, I certainly intend to keep part of this community. And you are certainly a very important member of it. Thank you. Well said, Q. Yes, Brian, thank you so much for your call. <laughs> we picked a good week. I was messaging Quentin about that last episode, saying, oh, my goodness, this, it's as if the script writers knew we were leaving. It just felt so significant as they were packing up and leaving and closing the doors. Oh, my goodness, this is all too much. And this point about that you'd heard about how Cathy had come back so Natasha and Tom could have the cottage. I don't know how strange that would be, but you you never know. I was listening to an interview with Sonny, who plays Lillian recently, and she was saying how when they moved into the mailbox to record the archers there, they the people that decide these things decided that there would be a window so that visitors to the mailbox could actually see the archers being recorded and that the cast decided that that wasn't the best idea. And so they it was put in this window, but now there is a blind over it, so you can't, you can't be seen. So if anyone can get the mailbox and remove that blind, who knows what, what things would be seen? Maybe all these answers would be discovered. I, I don't know. But um, 
thank you so much for your calls, Brian. I've loved getting the, the calls and hearing your thoughts on everything. And I'm just sitting here trying to remember where I've put the keys to the dum-de-dum door to, to pass it on to Royfield. But uh, Brian, a great call. Thank you. And now we go to Sarah from Smethwick, who kindly gives us her vote. Hi, it's Sarah from Smethwick here. Um, I'm afraid I've not really got a lot to say in regards to the show this week. So I'm a bit behind because I've been uh, quite busy with local elections and other matters. But I'm just ringing up basically to say goodbye to the lovely P and Q. Thank you for uh, your work on the show and I wish you well in the future. Thanks a lot for all you've done. Draw a bit. Bye bye. Oh, Sarah, draw a bit. Oh, my goodness. That's the last time I'm going to say that to you. That. See, all these significant things, all of you that call in, you have your own little piece of my heart. And, um, oh, yeah, it's, oh, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of therapy required once I once I finish this, uh, do, doing this episode. But, uh, yeah, Sarah, you've been busy, but you still called in. Thank you. I've loved your calls and your support. You always have a great take on everything, really fresh views, and just really enjoyed hearing your thoughts. If you haven't listened this week, you have missed the scene of scenes, which was Eddie and Edward body shaming lambs and Edward admitting he never looks at their faces, just at their bottoms. <laughs> I know some of us wanted more agricultural stories, which is fair enough, but I didn't know that Big Bottom Lambs were were part of that. In fact, wasn't there a Queen song, Big Bottom Girls? Uh, yes, there we go. They they could sing that to the land. They could play it as it goes round in the show. Anyway, enough of my drivel. Q, what have you got to say? You're just in from a count, and I knew we could count on you, Sarah, to call in and say goodbye to us. I mean, it's, it's it's not goodbye, it's au revoir. We're still very much part of the Dumpty Dum community. But I would like to say how much I've enjoyed hearing and receiving and responding to your calls into Dumpty Dum. You are always very wry with your observations about what's going on in Ambridge, mixed in with that wonderful Brummie accent of yours. So please do keep calling in, Sarah, and uh, ta a bit. I knew Q would word it better than me, but Sarah, Sarah from Slovit, thank you so much for that wonderful call. And now we go to Richard in Poland, who believes it's all a shambles. Richard calling in from Krakow, Poland, refugees everywhere, lots of worry and stress. Uh, Thank you and congratulations for running a wonderful podcast. I'm sorry it's coming to an end and have no illusions as to how much work it must have been for you both together with Royfield and the founders. What did I want to share? The shambolic handover or closure of Great Gables is just ridiculous. They should have announced that they were investing a lot. Oliver should have said that he was losing money, lending his own money to make payroll, that they have exciting plans for the future. They have a letter offering with redundancy information for everyone to hand out as they leave the meeting. They should have nailed down their key staff prior to that meeting, so tell the most important people first so they feel in the loop. They should have said to people in the meeting they're giving more money than they have to under UK employment law, but that people should check with the Citizens Advice Bureau or their solicitors if they're not sure, and that they welcome applications to get involved in the new Grey Gables when it reopens, but they'd understand if people don't want to. They should have said there are opportunities for contractors and other people to get involved in the refurbishment. 
and all in all it's a bit of a nonsense also there's nothing to stop oliver making a gift out of his own money to tracy if he's so upset the number of times an entrepreneur has to make a side deal because the company can't pay for things um that the entrepreneur would like the company to pay for is large is is frequent and why oliver hasn't thought of it i don't know whether tracy will accept it i don't know but my prediction is on balance she will bye-bye Thank you, Richard. Great to hear from you again from Krakow in Poland. And uh, thank you very much for your kind words and your understanding for the reasons why we've decided to step down. But uh, when we hear from you about the worry and stress that you're seeing on the streets of Krakow uh, from the Ukrainian refugees, uh, it puts everything into perspective. But um, um, you are phoning in about uh, Ambridge and, as you say, the shambolic and ridiculous closure and handover of Great Gables. And it, it was a farce, wasn't it? I mean, for a man who's uh, a stickler for details, Ardil seemed not to have really thought this through. And you're right. Letters should have been given. Encouragement should have been given. They should have been emphasising the positives and so forth. But it was just like, oh, could you just come into the ballroom and, uh, by the way, um, you're all losing your job. Sorry about that. Bye. So it was a nonsense. I quite agree. And this suggestion of yours that if Oliver wanted to give Tracy an extra payment, why didn't he delve into his own pockets? He can afford it. I mean, for goodness sake, he sold 60% of Grey Gables. Um, You think on balance she would have accepted that? I'm not so sure, Richard. I mean, she was absolutely furious with him, wasn't she? And uh, very dismissive of the reasons, disenchanted with what he's done with Grey Gables. She's a very proud woman. And I think once you've lost her trust, I suspect it's hard to get it back. Uh, he's alluded to it himself, Oliver. Oliver, It's going to be very difficult for him to maintain his friendships in Ambridge. And who knows, maybe he's being written out like Cathy is, I think. And maybe he'll be heading to Hereford like Cathy. I hope not because Oliver's one of my favourites. But, um, oh dear, who knows. But great to hear from you, Richard. And thank you once again. Yes, thanks for that, Q. As I said earlier, uh, I hope he does try and offer some money to Tracy. Oliver does, but that it's done once their friendship is back on firm ground. I do hope that happens. But Richard, uh, this situation sounds, you know, awful, and our, our thoughts are with everyone. And it seems terrible to be flippant and have a laugh about the archers. But I've spent nineteen months being flippant about the archers I guess so <laughs> allow me to continue but what I agree with what you're saying Richard and why did they need everyone out and just everything done ASAP all that's left in this whole building is just a dishwasher with some wine glasses in it that will now be clean but if they got rid of everything oh, I just don't understand and was that the worst party you've ever heard Roy delivering a This Is Your Life, and that and that was it. I thought, because there was a free bar and because everyone was, you know, angry, I thought there was going to be oh, a huge party and maybe police called, I don't know, all sorts of trouble kicking off, but it was nothing. It just sounded like like there was lukewarm drinks, lukewarm Asti Spumanti that they'd found in the cupboard from 35 years ago. And warmed up, over warmed up, now gone cold and then slightly too warm for everyone's health. Volivants, it just, 
it wasn't it wasn't a good party. It wasn't a good send off. But appreciate you calling in to give us a good send off. Ha <laughs> ha! Managed to do a link there. Uh, yeah, did Kathy, the actress, playing Kathy, only have a couple of weeks spare, so they just had to cram everything in. I don't know. But just uh, Richard, disappointed not to hear from Big Sister Helen. Hope she's okay. And uh, just appreciate uh, both of your contributions to the show while we've been hosting. Thank you so much for your call, Richard. And now we go to Julia. Imagine Manchester, who's had a sugary thought? This is Julia calling from Manchester. Just a, a little thought I had when listening to Thursday's episode. Um, I was just thinking uh, with poor Tracy getting so upset on the last night at Grey Gables before it closed and her terrible interview the other day and perhaps having to work in the chicken factory. I just thought with the way that the world is going in Ambridge at the moment, uh, perhaps she should look into getting a sugar daddy. Um, I think it would be a great way of her figuring out her financial situation. I would just love to hear your thoughts on Tracy becoming a sugar baby and having a sugar daddy. Just a thought I had today. Well, Julia, you're a first-time caller in her and you've got us just before we leave the stage. We're delighted to hear from you. And my word, you've hit the ground running. Uh, sugar daddy for Tracy. Now, that's interesting because when she first developed her friendship with Oliver, many of us thought maybe this could become a sugar daddy relationship, but it's actually become something much more deep and sweet and um, that never transpired. I, uh, You've got a factor in Jazza here, Julia, and that may well be quite a hindrance to <laughs> Tracy. Uh, getting a sugar daddy. I I don't think a sugar daddy would last very long with Jazza. But um, if she's desperate for money, who who knows? She certainly needs to have a word with Rory, if that's crossing her mind. But, um, and and Philippa has expressed very liberal views and all this on a previous podcast. So she needs to talk to Rory and Philippa, but I don't think Jazza will buy it. Q, your voice is getting deeper and deeper. I don't know what. Uh, is it the rum you're drinking in the Bahamas or something? But your voice is getting deeper and deeper. I hope you're OK. Uh, I do think it's amazing that poor Quentin on his holiday is still getting all these responses in. So, uh, yes, bravo, Q, bravo. Julia, great first call. Yeah, I want Tracy to be OK. I, I love the idea, but I'd, I don't want her to have a sugar daddy. I want everything to be OK. And you'll be able to ask Susie more about it because she's going to be on next week. So that's exciting. I mean, the, the only sugar I'd be interested in is what was contained in the box of flapjacks and shortbread that Jolene bought round. And then she bought round more food. She seems to have had Fallon just making lots and lots of stuff. She comes round, gets all the thanks. But, oh, no, it's Fallon that, that made it. Poor Fallon, she must be exhausted. But I think if Fallon did food delivery boxes, she'd make a fortune. I'd be up for ordering all the cheese straws and the flapjacks and everything. I think it'd be, I'd be in for that, definitely. But Julia, great first call and do please call back. And now we go to God Squad Mia, who's given us her blessing for finishing on Dum De Dum. Hi, Philippa and Quentin. It's God Squad Mia here in Newcastle and caller in ring. I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for your tremendous contributions over the past year. I think genuinely you've both been fantastic keeping the podcast going and being so kind and generous in your presentation 
and enjoying all the caller-ins and the emails and just your reflections and insights on the Archer's storylines, um, particularly in recent months. We will miss you. I will miss you. Um, glad that the podcast is going to continue, uh, which is fantastic news. And I just want to wish you both well and that you can uh, hang up your dumpty dum headphones uh, and feel very proud of what you've done. Thanks again. And um, perhaps you might call her in yourselves at some point. Anyway, this is God Squad Mia saying to both of you, Amen. Bye now. Hi, Mia. As one of the Dumpty Dum long timers, your kind words are very meaningful. And I do thank you for those. And also for the wonderful support that you have given Philippa and I, along with the likes of Denise, Glynn and Claire behind the scenes when we've needed it. As we all know, Shambridge has very much cornered the market when it comes to impersonating the female voices on the archers. But I think it's an open goal for the male voices for you, Mia, because you have really excelled in recent months. I mean, your Adam is Adam. I'm there. I'm grimacing listening to you. And <laughs> Ian is brilliant as well. So if you're looking for an alternative career, get in there, Mia, because um, you are brilliant at those. Um, I, as I may have mentioned already, I, I, at some stage, I do intend to call in once in a while as well. So um, I, I do want to keep in touch with the whole dumpty dum thing, perhaps just a little less than before. But Mia, I, I trust that you will still call in because whenever you do, it's always a laugh. Thanks, Q. Oh, Mia, the fun I've had listening to your calls. I mean, the one with the sketch with the mediator. Thank you. For, thank you for the experiences you've provided. You have made me laugh uncontrollably. Um, you're always funny. We've always got great energy. And I'm looking forward to meeting up with you at some point soon. Thank you for your kindness and your support and your fun. It means an awful lot. Amen. 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 And now we go to the last call. Now, I thought it was very fitting to have Glyn as the final call because Glyn was actually on my first ever episode 19 months ago. And it just seemed a very fitting way to close the calls today. Hello, Dumpty Dum. It's Glyn here, phoning in from the historic market town of Worksworth, where my wife is singing at a farmer's market. Um, due to family occasions and holiday, I haven't actually heard the archers at all this week, but I'm ringing in to say a huge thank you to Philippa and Quentin for all they've done over the last year or so presenting the podcast. You've been brilliant hosts, um, even when Philippa was saying the podcast was a uh, she was, was a disaster due to technical issues. It was still brilliant, including last week. And so thank you for all you've done and best wishes to both of you for the future. And it's great that Dumpty Dum will continue with new hosts and look forward to hearing them soon. Bye all, stay safe. You've certainly been putting in the miles, haven't you, Glyn? First Carnarvon and now works with enjoying the wonders of Derbyshire somewhere I'm obviously very familiar with living in the East Midlands like you do you haven't had the time this week to listen to the archers you've been too busy but as ever the gentleman that you are Glenn you've uh, taken the time to say thank you to both Philippa and myself and uh, we are very appreciative 
you have been and remain one of the stalwarts of Dumpty Dum. And I look forward to hearing further contributions from you. And uh, I, I would also like to thank you because uh, you're one of those who behind the scenes have given both Philippa and I a great deal of support as and when we've needed it. So Glyn, get striding around Derbyshire, get taking some more of those pictures. And uh, it's wonderful to uh, have got to know you better and all the best. Thanks, Q. Yes, just as Quentin said, thank you for all your support, Glyn. I really appreciate it. And Dumpty Dum continues. Uh, Rob said to me this week, actually, how the hosts of Dumpty Dum are a bit like Doctor Who or James Bond, that, um, you know, they keep being new people and just revolutions of it to to take it onwards and upwards. And I think that, that's really that's a really good way of summing it up, actually. I, I like that a lot. But uh, I hope your wife's singing has gone well, Glenn. Thank you for taking the time in your uh, in your busy week to call us. That's much appreciated. And thank you so much for your continued support. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. So those are the calls, but you can also send us an email if you'd prefer. Visit the dumdydum.com website and click the Contact Us tab at the top of the page. Please keep them brief, up to a maximum of 250 words. And remember, you need to be 18 or over to submit any views or comments. And so we go from our caller innerers to our email innerers. And the first email is from Anon of Ambridge. Dear Uncle Quentin and Auntie Philippa, I was in the shop and I heard Susan saying you were both leaving and I couldn't believe it. You've helped me so much. I've started to drink more fluids, eat nicer biscuits and make friends. I also think I've got a job at the hotel, but they say the starting date is next year, which can't be right. What will I do without you and who should I go to for advice? I will be lost without you both. Thank you, Anon of Ambridge. Well, well, Anon, that's very generous and kind of you to say all that, considering... How exasperated and irritable I've been with you on some occasions here on Dumpty Dum. 
Um, what Susan is saying is, is right, Anon. Uh, she isn't spreading any false rumours. So, uh, yes, you have heard correctly what uh, Philippa and I are, are up to. Um, but in terms of where to get advice in future, don't worry, Anon, because Dumpty Dum's new co-host will be a font of knowledge. And don't forget to tap up Susie Riddell over the next couple of weeks. She's bound to have an insight into what Tracy would recommend in terms of jobs at Grey Gables and elsewhere around Ambridge. Mind you, let's uh, hope she heeds Jazza's plea and holds off from the chicken factory, which seems a bit grim. I wouldn't want to see you there and on either. Um, Kathy, she also seems to be shelling out advice left, right and centre before she heads off into the Alaskan sunset. And you think now she's almost 70, she has plenty to give. Bear in mind, though, whatever you job you do go for and on, you will have to give your real name when you fill in the application form. So uh, go on, just for old time's sake. Let us know what your name is and finally reveal your identity. No? OK. Well, in that case, Uncle Quentin wishes you all the best and keep drinking those fluids and on. Oh, and on of Ambridge. I'm so glad you've emailed in for our for our last episode, just to wind Quentin up even more. But yes, I did think that you were finally going to reveal yourself. I thought today is the day that I'm going to know who Anon of Ambridge is. And and I don't. So uh, all I can ask is that you take care of yourself and that you keep emailing in. We need to keep hearing from you, Anon. And I know Royfield and, first of all, Susie and then Jacqueline will be brilliant at answering, much better than Quentin and I, will be brilliant at answering your queries. So keep sending them and uh, just wish you all the best, Anon. Thank you for your time with us. You have made this podcast the uh the the crazy podcast that it is so thank you for your contribution to that uh, but we need to go on to our second email and the second email is from purple pumpkin who writes dear philippa quentin and dumpty dummers everywhere this is loyal listener purple pumpkin with a quick commentary on the week's archers and the pathway of dumpty dum I've caught up with the archers after a few days away. New York was lovely, thank you. And I'm obsessed with burning bridges. I work in a small industry. Everyone knows everyone and former colleagues might be future bosses. So I've tried to leave any employment on good terms, working out my notice diligently and trying to ensure the best for the team I'm leaving, even when I was made redundant after maternity leave with a one-year-old to earn for. So why are so many Grey Gables staff determined to burn all bridges? Even though there will be jobs to apply for next year. Roy, then Cathy and Tracy, all determined to give Adil and Oliver a talking to, severing ties with the past and future biggest employer in their area. It's crazy. And so to dum-de-dum. Although I manage change for a living, I don't like it in dum-de-dum. It feels as though, P&Q, you've really got into your stride as hosts and now we're losing you. We do understand the reasons, but we'll be so sorry to see you go. But although bereft, we've learnt that Dumpty Dum survives after hosts depart. So we'll trust to Royfield to bring us more exciting episodes in coming weeks. Thanks for all the great episodes and all the best for the future, Purple Pumpkin. Thank you so much, Purple Pumpkin. Yes, Dumpty Dum carries on, of course. It's about the community. It is, as we've said, as Stephen said, it's a people's podcast. And uh, it's not about us. It's about you, lovely, wonderful lot. And, um, yeah, uh, uh, appreciate that totally. But thank you for your support. Thank you for your support over the time as well. Really appreciate the messages that, that you've sent and all that you've 
you've had to say. So thank you for that. And you've made some really, really strong points. I mean, yeah, what's what's going on in Ambridge? But then we say that every week. So nothing, nothing new there. But I'm sure Q can word it better. Thank you, Purple Pumpkin. Let me just address what you were saying about not burning bridges. And I tend to be the same as you because there's that old adage that uh, you often meet people on the way down as well. And I do do think it is very short-sighted of the staff. I can understand why they're so angry and feel betrayed, but equally they've got to get it into perspective. And it's a year, 18 months, and there should be some really good jobs there at the end of it. So, I mean, Roy could have been offered the liaison officer's job, couldn't he? But uh, Ardil's seen through him. So I think that's one bridge that is certainly a light unless Roy can put it out quickly. And so to what you said about us, thank you very much indeed, Purple Pumpkin. Um, Yes, we both feel we're we are very much in our stride. And it's a wrench. It's definitely a wrench because, you know, we've... um, we, we're feeling good about this podcast, but equally, lots of other factors have, have come in as well, primarily the time issues and the demands and the commitments and so forth. So, as I say, it's always best to leave them wanting more. So hopefully that is the case. And um, we do thank you for your support behind the scenes as well as ever, Purple Pumpkin. And um, I'm sure we should be hearing many more contributions from you here on Dumpty Dum in the future. But thank you. Well said, Q. See, I knew he'd say it better than me. Anyway, Bubba Wumpkin, thank you for that. And thank you all for your calls and emails. We we love them. We have loved them. We do love them so much. And now on to Dumpty Book Dumb. You're aware I host the Quick Book Reviews podcast, which I should say that is continuing. And I was talking to Michael Arditi about his new book, The Young Pretender. Now, Michael used to be a theatre critic, interviewing John Gilgood among all lots of greats. Uh, but of course, we had to veer off course a little and discuss The Archers. So Michael Arditi, author of the wonderful book called The Young Pretender, welcome. Thank you for having do you listen to the archers um i had a back injury years ago and i was in hospital for 16 weeks i i was supine and i couldn't read i was on so many so much morphine that that i couldn't read or anything and i just had radio three and radio four playing and all through my childhood i'd found well i'd never really listened to the archers but the moment that music came on um i switched it off and then during those 16 weeks and indeed a long period of, of, of rehabilitation afterwards, um, I did listen to The Archers regularly. Now I listen to it sporadically. Um, I don't know, a couple of times every fortnight. I suppose that amounts to once a week. Doesn't it? Um, and and um, the lovely thing is you can usually pick it up. where, where It's not something that could because... Um, and 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 I, I yes I do. So who are your favourite characters? Oh my goodness! I suppose this is an awful thing. <laughs> I suppose it's Linda Snell with the theatre. Yes, of course. Can you describe the book in about thirty seconds? Master Betty was arguably the most famous person in the country between eighteen o four and eighteen o six. He was a young actor between thirteen and fifteen who played all the great roles at Covent Garden and Drury Lane with a company of adult actors. The whole world went mad for him, and then he had a terrible fall. And I've written a book when, during his comeback um, at the age of 20 and 21, when he attempts to recover his position, um, and yet he's really rather forgotten 
what had happened to him first time round. Michael Arditi, author of The Young Pretender, thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. Now let's move on to Facebook and we need to say an how do to you to Brian, Judy and Leslie, David, Frankie and Suzanne, Louise, Karen and Jay, Lindsay, Sophie and John, Laura, Zoe, Francis and Martin. So what has our Facebook group been talking about this week? Let's find out as we sit back for the roundup with our Stephen. It's been another active week on the Dumpty Dum Facebook group. We began with last week's podcast, beset by all kinds of issues, but still delivered by Philippa. Well done for very nearly managing to put together a joint podcast over a few thousand miles and five time zones, said Kate Crichton. Top marks for Pete for doing an amazing job on her own, drawing on the memory of what Q has said. That's a day that calls for a Guinness. Philippa Hall, what a hero, said Melanie Hill. Thanks for getting a Dumpty Dum out to us today. Great job under the circumstances. I'd be lost without my Sunday fix. I really appreciate it. And I think that every one of us can agree with those sentiments. But in Ambridge, there were other things for people to be concerned about. Like who the mystery buyers of Grey Gables really are. I think Hazel may be behind the purchase of Grey Gables, suggested Michael Duffy. This idea attracted some support. I'd love to see Hazel back for a while. A great character, best villain in Ambridge, said James Griffiths. And Sarah Davidson agreed too. I can just imagine her smirking face at the front door at the grand reopening. It's what Daddy would have wanted. Jen Henley was unconvinced. Hazel is too mean to give enhanced payouts to the staff, she pointed out. And Leslie Hughes had a different theory. I think it's Martin Gibson and Justin Elliott using Adil Shah as their representative, she said. I think it's either going to be a posh spa or turned into a retirement village. The Archers always used to be an everyday story of country folk, so it was good to visit Ed's sheep this week. What a pleasant change to hear a conversation about sheep, said Louise Lawton. But Kate Lyle was in a suspicious mood. They aren't pure textiles, are they? she asked. They're going to get this one to the showground, and it'll be rejected by the judges. Because the Grundies can't have nice things, it's the law. Otherwise, why all that guff about them not having textile confirmation? Jacqueline Berteau knew where Kate was coming from. I am worried that a latent strain has come out in the evolution of these sheep. Personally, I don't like textiles, rather ugly sheep, so I was more disturbed by Eddie's description of them having a cute black nose and broad forehead, which is technically correct, but for me... You can't beat a Suffolk. And she showed us a picture of a Suffolk. Speaking for myself, I have to press the superiority of the Cotswold over all other breeds. But this is possibly not the place for that discussion. There were so many other things discussed on the Facebook group. Sarah Evans wondered whether Cathy really did mean to suggest that she and Pat could be Thelma and Louise. Witherspoon predicted that Ardeal would offer Tracy the liaison job. Ian Bullock posted a picture of somebody he claimed was Ardeal Shah, which had some group members purring. And Sarah Gatenby Park announced that Ugh, slurry bags was her new favourite insult. The biggest topic of discussion this week was, however, our favourite podcast. Quentin posted a reminder that this was going to be the last podcast that he and Philippa would host, and the responses came in thick and fast. 
Really going to miss you two, said Lucy Saint. Thanks for a great podcast. Without going into detail, it's helped me through some tough times. Wishing you both all the very best for the future. That's really sad. You were just hitting your stride, said Lola Toff. But I can only imagine the amount of work it takes to produce something as complex as this. Best of luck to you both and thanks for the laughs. A huge thank you to you both, said Ali G. You were excellent. Good luck with all your future ventures. And did you ever actually meet face to face? Apparently the answer is still no. I'd just like to end this round up on behalf of all the social media supremos by adding my voice to all those saying thank you to Philippa and Quentin for all the work that they have put into hosting Dumpty Dum. You will both be missed. Goodbye, you two. Oh, Stephen, I really am trying not to cry, but that... Yes, come on, Philippa, deep breath, it's fine. Right, thank you, Stephen, and to everyone on the Dumpty Dum Facebook group. You'll also find us on Twitter under at Dumpty Dum. Please try and include The Archers hashtag using a capital T and A. That's one word, The Archers. It's so the visually impaired can enjoy any Archers-based tweets. Also remember that hashtag is your gateway to the hugely enjoyable tweet along. As well as at Dumpty Dum, we're both on Twitter. I can be found at QuickBook Review with a three rather than a W. And I'm at 13 Minute Man. That's one three minute man. Now, uh, since I'm supposed to be away on holiday, we've invited the legendary tweet-along of Bernadette Hawks at Archers underscore fan 2015 to hand out the gongs this week. Hello, it's Fry here. Uh, No, not that one. And now, on Dumpty Dum, it's time for Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week by Bernadette Hawks at Archers fan 2015. In bronze position... Ian Kernow at Kernow27. Grey Gables falls, Kirsty no longer does. In second position, silver medal awarded to Charlie Notton at 19CEN. Oh Lord, the dreaded earnest farewell speech presented by Roy. A man who makes Eeyore sound like Noel Edmonds. And in gold position, first place, Stephanie Crossley, in response to a tweet from me about that damn Easter bunny, Stephanie says, well, they have to get value for money after paying for cryogenic storage for seven years. Thank you so much, Bernadette. That was wonderful. Thank you for your help this week. Greatly appreciated. And don't forget, we are on Instagram at Dumpty Dum. Well, hello again, Philippa. I have the tin cans joined up again with a long piece of string. Can you hear me? (laughs) Only just, I think we can say. (laughs) Right. Good, good. Uh, Because as promised, we're back for this final bit so we can bid you farewell together. Now, as ever, we need to say thanks to all our contributors and to our social media supremes, Shambridge for our voices, and to our podcasting parents, Lucy B. Freeman and Royfield Brown, who, of course, will be back in the podcasting seat from next week. Um, now, talking of, of Royfield, Philip, I, I assume he's done an Oliver, hasn't he, and uh, opened up a free bar for us to toast our departure. Any sign of one? Well, I'm expecting Jolene to turn up with a box of biscuits, to be honest, but uh, nothing yet, no. You'd prefer biscuits to booze, would you? <laughs> yes, I would right now. I definitely, definitely would. 
Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, we can live in hope that Royfield is um, obviously sorting something out. Mm. Um, hope being the operative word. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be back for next week. Indeed. Well, folks, we've reached the end of the road. It's been an honour and a privilege to be part of the good ship, Dum De Dum. And Q, I just, mm. I have loved doing this with you. It's been a hoot. There have been times when I've been close to tears before we start recording because of all that's been going on at home. And once we've started recording, we've had so much fun with this. And it's just, it's just been a happy time for me. So thank you for your support and all your hard work for this. Well, it's lovely of you to say, Philippa and I, completely agree with you and um what's i have to say you know i'm a a long in the tooth broadcasted in 36 years at the bbc and i have to say this past year or so presenting with you has been right up there amongst the happiest that i've had it's been a great experience because the uh, sense of connection and engagement with our audience is absolutely fantastic and I love the way that uh, we hear from people from all the corners of the world. And we're all one big community and we all support each other and we're all interested in the same thing. We can have a laugh and uh, we can have a giggle and a shed a few tears as well about um, this wretched show that we consumes our lives. So um, it's been a really lovely uh, broadcasting slash podcasting experience for me. And uh, it's... it's uh, uh, one I will treasure and um, the the best thing that's come out of this for me apart from the podcasting experiences to, to um, become a friend with you Philippa and uh, that's the best thing that's come out of this and um, we still haven't physically met we've uh, we are online <laughs> friends uh, but we promise that now we've put down our dumpty dumb microphones we are going to meet up aren't we Philippa we're actually definitely going to meet for lunch yeah and we will we keep, we will keep in touch. Of course, we will. And um, I certainly intend to remain part of the Dumpty Down community. So you will see me popping up once in a while. And um, um, we shall still be here and cheering from the sidelines. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, this podcast, it's just been my Prozac in difficult times. We send our love and thanks to you all, you gorgeous lot. In the words of Kathy... Let's close this door for the final time. That's it. The end of an era. So thank you for listening. It's a bye-bye from me. And um, since Susie will be at the helm for the next couple of weeks, I thought it appropriate to sign off by adapting a recent Tracy line to say farewell to you, our Dumpty Dumbers, and your big, wonderful, generous hearts. It's been a real privilege. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.